effort of setting up three cameras and you don't care that they're level? Yeah. No, I can, fix, I can fix it in post. That's the whole thing. I'm an editing guru. You think you can fix making all yeah. of these clips level? Yeah, all I gotta do is turn it the first time and then every single time it'll be perfect. That's it. That's how you I roll, folks. So. It's called production value. Google it. It's going to cut off the top of your head when you do that, though. Good. I have bad hair today. I don't need... Should I Actually, slice down? you have good hair today. You think so? I didn't put any oil in it. I like to put some castor oil in my hair because it's a party. But it's Sunday, and I shampooed first time this month. Probably gross. first time in 2020. You're so good. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and germs, welcome to The Sap, the Sex Actually podcast. As always, it is your host with the most hair, Dave Neal, and of course, my co-host with the co-most attitude and eyebrows, Tasha Marie Courtney. How well, are you, hello. Tasha? Oh, thank you for having me. So happy to have you here on a Sunday evening. You know, sometimes we just, we get a little too jazzed. We have too much coffee. We bring guests on we get riled up sometimes we just need to kick it back and have a fiance chat by the is fireside. this a check-in is this our monthly this is our first uh fiance ch- check-in yeah we have a check-in once a month to make sure we uh, are both upholding uh, the terms of the agreement you've got your ring on i see so we're good all right that was the episode everybody We'll see you next time. We're drinking tea today. We're doing... what's What kind of tea is well this? Well-rested from Trader Joe's. I always thought this made you sleepy. This just is non-caffeinated. Well, it's like a chamomile. It's black tea. It's like a sleepy time tea. Yeah. I have too Isn't much... Isn't it? No, I don't think it does. I don't. It doesn't make you sleep at all. This is just a non-caffeinated tea. Well, good. Sponsored by Trader Joe's today, folks. For those new listeners, hi, how are you? Good to see you. We are a um, man and wife podcast. Tasha's my fiance. She said shore at the shore of Coconut Island, Thailand in Phuket. Uh, ever been to Eastern... Uh, wait, wait, what's, what's it called? Southeast Asia. I can't even get... I'm trying to brag and I can't even tell what side of the subcontinent i'm on um it's uh it's been going all right we uh, we had, it was, this was a this as far as weekends go i would rate this one i don't want to say a minus as in there's like better but this was a this was an in the a range of weekends yeah this was a very good weekend and i feel exhausted so i feel like we really did we lived our full lives this weekend let me we let like me. really we were at 100 you got thai food yeah donuts yeah that's pretty much it. You <laughs> checked off your box. I got to do stand-up comedy, made some people laugh. That fills Don't my love well. Don't discount my contribution to the show. We had the Mimosa show. Yeah, we had the Mimosa show. So don't discount my contribution. What you dragged contribution? me out of here. I forgot you did it. Uh, you forced me to help you unload the car, sweep the venue. Yeah, well, people don't realize. Mimosas, this is what's interesting. Be a camera guy. A camera guy. Now it's a gendered role. I'm a camera guy. <laughs> I'm some asshole. Who, you did a good job with the camera. What people don't realize is the Mimosa show is a real, um, it's in a gritty location. I mean, it's not It's not horrible, but like I got gum on my shoe. Like I shouldn't have to get gum on my shoe while in the comedy club <laughs> venue you know i got you gotta you gotta just like scrub the shit off of the toilet from like open micers it's 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 a, your typical it's a it's a great example of like you make it what it is like stand-up comedy you make it what it is the audience if they're good they think the comics are amazing if the audience is like mailing it in they don't want to be there they got like wet feet you know it rained outside you know whatever the excuse is then then you don't hit that critical mass where like the whole audience is having fun. Yesterday at noon, that audience decided to have fucking fun. That's that you don't get that all the time. I'll say this: our mimosa shows normally do. Like if you decide to have drinks at noon and laugh, you're probably gonna have fun. But that was an especially good show. So thank you to everyone who made it out. Specifically, our podcast listeners, Vic and Rainer, my friends Andy and his girlfriend um, Erica Alexis. Wernick. Uh, Alexis, of course, Erica Wernick, who was on the podcast in November, she came to the show, and so I think there's some other past, and of course, stand-up comedians, um, uh, Kane Holloway, Holly Annabelle Brown, and Kyle Clark, all recent guests, and my friend Anthony, who's on the show, who hasn't been a guest yet, but uh, we love doing, we love we love rewarding our audience with the chance to perform in front of our fun friends, and it was cool. We got to meet Rainer uh, Wolfgang, who was, uh, he's a uh, new Patreon member of ours, and he was in town from Austria. Austria from Vienna. Oh, you Austria. got it right. I got Vienna, Austria. That's right. And he brought us some delicious wafers. I brought them oh right here gosh. in case you wanted to have some with your tea. 
I don't know if that's a good idea or not. I'm, all, but, I'm um, sugared out for this weekend. I really overdid it. All right. Well, I'm you don't need to try them. and eat healthy. I know you try to hide these from me, but it's nice when we have a <laughs> listener. And a lis- uh, listener is not the right term to describe the relationship that we have with you guys out there. I understand how it is because I have podcasts that I'm loyal listeners to. Like my uh, podcast I listen to, you know what, dude? I mean, if Robert Kelly died or when and we're all going to pass away, when he dies, it'll be a sad day for me. And for some random person in, you know, uh, I don't know, Des Moines, it's going to be a sad day if like, I don't know, we get a divorce or so, you know what I mean? Like they're invested in our life, not to be all morose about it, but like people get invested in the life of those that they track. We just have a much smaller following of, even following sounds douchey, but, uh, but I understand. So when, when, when we got to meet Rainer. But it's a relationship. Yeah. And when we got to meet Rainer, it's interesting for him because he says like, oh, I feel like I know everything about you. And it's like, well, we don't know anything about you, Rainer. And we're excited to get to know you, Rainer. We found out you're single and loving it. You're traveling the world. You're, you're well-spoken and cultured and you're a polyglot which means you speak what i think at least four languages you need to be a polyglot. yeah he said he's learning mandarin now jesus save some for the rest four of us or five i'm like i watch a little tv with the subtitles <laughs> can you imagine just yeah tasha barely knows a little spanish from her telenovelas that she's been watching <laughs> oh i try but but I so I understand when 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 someone when we meet somebody and they know three hundred hours of us talking, you know, because I have this pe- just people random people I've met throughout life, just you know randomly. Some of them follow us, some of them don't. It would be nice if you know, obviously, to build a bigger following, just purely for monetarily, monetarily, monetary, monetary reasons. Please donate to the podcast so I can get hooked on phonics here. But it would be nice, yeah, it would be nice, you know, to build that following because you get more people to the mimosa show, you get to travel. All that jazz, but in the meantime, I I am so grateful. I ended the po- I ended the stand up show preaching my gratitude. I, I don't know if anyone felt it in the audience, but I was feeling very. It might have been the mimosas I had. Did you it, do you remember? What just, it was just, a great show. I just shared extra gratitude at the end of the show. I just thanked everyone because it's nice when you have a show. It's not the the nice part about having a podcast of our size, which is a smaller. Oh well. It's a medium size. There's a lot of podcasts with no one listening. We've got a, we've got a little army. We're out there. We got an army the size of Austria, smaller than Austria, but that <laughs> rel- relatively speaking, no one's been going. Ooh, Austria's got a nuke. No one's worried about you, Austria. Sorry about that. Sorry, Rainer. No one's worried about you. Um, but that's our podcast. No one's worried about us. <laughs> but but because of that, we because like as we I've talked about this um, off air. There's other podcasts that I know through comedy and this and that that literally avoid their fans because they're too big they're too famous and they they wait i've, I've been with people that waited after the show inside the comedy for club autographs to they hit out on like for an extra half an hour so they didn't have to sign autographs and take photos with their fans that came to see them perform it's mind-blowing to me and then you have examples like dane cook and joe rogan and people that that you might not like they might not be your cup of tea but they would spend hours outside the arena the theater signing autographs because they understand through the long road to success that you appreciate everybody along the way so kyle vic oz rainer everyone out there jamie lynn yeah. Everyone out there, we appreciate I'm whoever I'm missing. Now I'm missing Iowa. <laughs> I got a great I got a great note from Iowa. I'd love to share this. Sophia, I really need this is from the private episode that I I just the private episode, I don't know what it is. I don't know what I do. I have a lot of coffee and I go deep. It's not a conversation I could have with anyone else because we would get lost. It's only the type of conversation you can have within your head and yeah, find your way back. Yeah, and you back. have a real gift for talking to yourself. <laughs> I can attest. <laughs> I will take that. The love language affirmations approves. It's in the well. Sophia said, I really needed this one. This is what gets me through rough days at work. Also, I love Taylor Swift. It was a Taylor Swift episode. I got to play. On the private episodes, I get to play Taylor Swift music, guys. Um, she said, I'll be the first to watch if you get your show going. It's a great idea. Thank you for inspiring us all. I don't, I don't, I'm not saying this to pet myself, but I don't feel like I'm trying to inspire myself. That's all it is, is trying to inspire yourself. Trying to give yourself a little pep talk. Try, whenever I'm trying to give myself a pep talk on these solo episodes, I just go out there. And I know someone actually wrote me an angry letter saying they were kind of like, in the ter- I think our listener was a little, I think she's a little bad shit. I think she'll admit she's bad shit. But she was basically saying that she was mad that oh, the solo episodes were going private because that's what she enjoyed the most. And again, some people like the convos that we have. Of course, everyone loves the convos we have. Some people like the, the, different, the different guests, this and that. But for me, to get there, to do the solo thing by myself... It is just, it's just a different, 
sort of meditation. It sounds weird. It sounds narcissistic to say it's meditative to like talk to yourself like that. But I know I know someone's on the other end listening, and I know that they're going to hear it at the time that they need to. And just so you guys know, um, I'm talking to myself. So if, if any of that sort of inspiration I'm trying to har- uh, harness myself rubs off on you, then um, there we go. But um, yeah, so we appreciate everyone who came to the Mimosa show. It was our year anniversary. Yeah. And um, we missed one. You missed two. You missed, I think, three. You missed the you missed the one when you had to go to uh, uh, Jade's uh, sh- baby shower or something like that. Or wedding shower. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. She no, got married and shower. had a baby. I mean, that baby comes real fast after that wedding. That's what scare, scares me to people. It's like women, you guys just... you you You... you pass one level and then you need the next one <laughs> that's they've been talking about babies for a long time babe she went they from finally got married and also they're both older you know it's not like we're 20 it's not like we're getting married at 20 and we like feel like we need to experience like our our lives together babe you and i we we're said mid-20s. this on the couch earlier we've been dating for six years like we're not gonna have a 50 year anniversary because we're gonna be dead by then no nah, we'll be middle aged. <laughs> i'll have my hair transplant i'll have a pill for that that'll be great i'm just saying like we've already been dating six years we could be coming up on our 10 year wedding anniversary but you took too long to propose so i don't feel like if we get married and then have a baby relatively quickly that it's not like we're missing out on life like we're like we need to enjoy married life alone and travel. Like we already enjoy life alone and travel. I just think it is it is a friendly reminder to not always worry about being on the way to the next thing and appreciating where you are. And I felt that way this weekend. I felt that way at Mimosa Show. Some of these times I've got a baseball game after or I got to go straight to work. I got to do all these fucking things. And... Yeah, like the other day, like I the other day, I canceled my side gig to do eight minutes of stand up comedy, but it was what I needed. I needed that space to just be there. After the mimosa show, we all went out to get brunch together. I just needed that space to be there. That was having so fun. Nowhere to go after. Isn't it so nice to just not have to be somewhere after? We, I think we just have it in like innately in our being to just want to load up the day. Like, like, uh, like we'll have a morning coffee and get way too ambitious, way too much shit planned. And it, like like for this episode, I canceled on a guest because we just didn't have the time to have a guest. It was like too much. It was like... N- we had a very jam-packed weekend. We really did. We did a lot but of, of like... Of fun like things that were yeah. like restorative things for us. Mm-hmm. As My far as... My legs are sore. Yeah, yeah, restorative soreness. If anyone's following Tasha on the Instagram, she's uh, doing a squat challenge. Let's talk about that. Can we talk about that real quick? Can we talk about where we're going? No, I don't think you know we should share that. Share yet. that out. Okay, we'll share that on the we'll private that. on the private Patreon. Well, in a couple weeks we can. I share probably it. shared it on the private Patreon already. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's out there. So if you pay six bucks or whatever, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, we're we, we're we're gonna be traveling a little bit. Um, some opportunities keep coming our way, and um, I think that's I think that's good. That's part of the vision board. That's what we're looking for. Opportunities. Um, I do want to get into um, self actualizing. I want to end the episode with that. So we have some things to talk about that, and in, in so the vision board and the self actualizing and the. Oh, the places we will go. Let's get into that. But first, three words for you. Love is blind. The show. The show. <laughs> We've been binging it all weekend. Has anybody been watching that? Has anybody been watching this Netflix show, Love is Blind? Should I should I um, paint a picture for what they're missing? It's, it's bad, but good. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You can tell it's like first season, a little bit low budget, but like... Without, I, without giving any spoilers, 20 people show up. For an experiment. Yeah, it's pr- roughly like 10 guys, 10 girls. Yeah. Right? Heterosexual. Everyone's pretty much going after the same thing or the opposite thing, I guess. And you, you get to go into a pod and have basically speed dating. But not so much speed dating, but you get like these pods where you get to sit in the well, couch. it's a blind date, truly, the whole time. They're talking through a wall. So the whole point is that they're picking and choosing the people that they are most attracted to emotionally spiritually without ever seeing the other person just through deep and meaningful conversation then they either propose or they don't they either find somebody they want to propose to or they don't and that's just the first step of it all and you know obviously uh, you know without giving anything away obviously there's gonna be some proposing and then after they propose they get to meet each other and then from there they get to see if they were on the right path if they can rekindle what they had um you know and then and then it's kind of well if they can take the next step and turn it from an emotional connection into a physical connection there's banging there's people that that 
that settled. There's people that wish they got something else. And it brought me... The thing that I noticed the most from this is how quickly people were able to find their match through conversation, which I, I, would, I wonder in through the experiment of it all, are people painting red flags uh, white? Are they just not seeing red flags? Do you do you not get to that level? Uh, or like, are, are, like if you're optimistic and you're just talking to someone, it's like a phone sex operator. Some lady on the other end, you know what I mean? She's probably breastfeeding her kid. She's, you know, oh yeah, get t- spank me hard. You know what I mean? But if you're if you're ready to go, you're like, yeah, this is great. This is a, this is the the intimacy I so crave. So like, they're you take away their their devices. You take away well, all the modern all society. Have, they all have such a desire to be in a relationship that they're willing to go on a reality show to find it. So there is a very strong desire there from every connection, from every contestant. I mean, so it's like, so that you're saying they're operating from a place of sort of um, belief that this could work. Mm-hmm. They're willing to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And then a good portion of some more, more than I thought actually ended up engaged. And then from there, we, we still don't know what happens. The, fi- the finality hasn't um, aired yet where they actually make it to the wedding. I but think it's on Thursday. It's on Thursday. So if, if people are actually tuning in, who knows? Maybe people are listening to this years down the road. I always forget that some people find our episodes and then they're not exactly evergreen content. Maybe Love is Blind is the best thing. Maybe it's, the, you know, maybe there's kid. Maybe they have kids by the time people Do you think they'll this. do another season of Love is Blind? I think they will. I don't think it's incredibly expensive for them to produce. And it's more docu-series than Bachelor. Bachelor seems... Bachelor, you can tell that there's a storyline being made and and in this show you can tell that they're like living their life they're even though the even though the life they're living is in sort of um an environment yeah it's less produced than bachelor for sure yeah there's some production but way more docu-series like they can't like they take them in even back to their homes and they're meeting family and friends they're really kind of like trying to make it work but you can tell that they're like telling the women not to say whether or not they're gonna say yes or no you know because they're like waiting until they're at the altar like basically all these relationships that maybe are a little bit unsure they're not letting them just back out now they're like still engaged and they're still gonna invite all their family and friends and stand up in an altar and then make their decision the thing that i was going to mention though that that a lot of these relationships have to deal with is pride and i don't know i don't know if pride is this prevalent with most relationships being an issue with ours we we obviously have to deal with pride and of course we're so far along that i think you've like you know uh you know weed killed any pride i had fucking <laughs> <laughs> just destroyed it that's but, not true but like if we, you know if you know there's 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 the way you can you know when when you're talking to somebody like they were in a setup where they can't see each other they don't know what each other looks like there's no one else in the environment and there's really no right pride to hurt they're on their best behavior too yeah yeah because because they the other person could choose somebody else so the the problem with the bachelor and the bachelorette scenario is it's one guy 30 girls so he gets to do the picking in this case they both have to choose each other so so there really is no it's almost like it's almost like the private pod um of it all takes away uh takes away the need to have your pride damaged because pride's one of those things you don't have a problem with it until it's hurt you know what i mean well but i also don't think there's a lot of um scenarios where pride comes into play while they're in the pods i think pride is one of those things that comes into play in the real world when they have all these like external x factors you know what I'm saying? The, what, like, Work, uh, without finances. spoilers, yeah. Like, what's a scenario where pride came up? Like, maybe your Giannina, phone's going off. You might want to go get oh. that. I'm and a- her man, like at the party. You know, like maybe he he was upset because she yelled at him in front of people, or like whatever. Like it, it, it it's about other people's em- social interactions yeah. with other people. You got to touch his. She. I don't know if anyone knows this about Tasha yet, but she has alarms set all day long. So she's just constantly turning off alarms. But um, I googled six ways to overcome your pride. I think it's important for people to know that pride. You you might not think you have a problem with it, but that's that's probably if 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 you don't think you have a problem with your pride, you might want to turn the volume up a little bit because I think those of us that don't think we have certain problems in life are the ones that are probably the biggest assholes. <laughs> I don't got no problem with my pride. My pride's great. USA. Got pride of my. The problem is, and can you can you reset that camera right there? That way, and I'll just reset this one in a minute. The, just just hit the red button and then hit it again. Yeah, one more time. There you go. Um, yep, there you go. It's on. So my so 
I went to Portsmouth High School and our we called it Portsmouth Pride. You know what I mean? We we're Portsmouth Patriots and Portsmouth Pride. Everything started with a P, except for me. Didn't get any pussy. That was not on it. Jesus Christ, Tasha. She just, I mean, you're like a bull in a china uh, shop right now. She's breaking shit. She's off camera. Her alarm's going off. I'm trying to run a professional show here. I'm all alone on camera. Six, do you think you have a pride issue, Tasha? Tasha does not think she has a pride issue. So, so well, like like I just said, if you don't think you have a pride issue, then then let me let me read these things. No, how to? But I over- want to chime in real quick before we get in, into what the article says. Sounds like a lot that of pride. pride you have, no, think about it. It's so synonymous with like your ego. It's it's something that like people learn to detach from, or they don't learn to detach from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ego, pride. Pride, pride is the defense, is the is the weaponry around your ego. It's the it's the armament around your ego, right? Yeah. It's the thing that's saying, no, 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 my way or the highway. You've insulted me. I need to protect myself. Tasha, you've got nothing but pride. What are you talking about? Every fight we have where you're like, you know what? Fuck off. You know what? Fuck off. <laughs> the other day we were going to go hiking. Like, you know what? I got hiking in that's your pride that's not that's your pride saying i'm not ready no. to deal with this scenario uh, uh, you are so totally it's my way situ- situation and i don't want to have to get into this for our podcast listeners but we were in a time crunch i had to go to work things were getting a little out of control and i was like okay maybe there's a better time for this you know, in a couple days. All right. Everyone wants to know how we're going to help Tasha get over her pride issue. So let's go. Number one, be aware. While pride shows you, while pride shows you sufficiently value, wait, geez, what? Can these things just write proper grammar? While there's no commas here. So I'm just going to wing this. While pride shows you sufficiently value yourself and your accomplishments, and it helps you work towards what you deserve. It's dangerous in large quantities. I think I read that exactly how it was written. That was dog shit. So pride shows you have value in yourself. So it's good to have value in yourself in sufficient qualities. And it's good to have your accomplishments that you've worked towards and you deserve it. It's just dangerous in large qualities. So like never, never kind of think too highly of yourself. Never think that you're better. Just like Bloomberg. Bloomberg's like, I, I earned, you know, in the debate, he goes, I earned that money. He's worth $60 billion. I earned that money. I worked hard. Okay. You're telling me Rainer's not working hard? You're telling me Vic's not working? Everyone's- well, and that was the rebuttal that Bernie had, right? Was that, oh, we you don't think hard. your employees that made you all that money worked hard? So good. Yeah. So good. Number two, don't take yourself too seriously. Um, that's a tough one. Well, I think it's important because there's a distinction there between good pride and bad pride. Good pride says, um, you know... I deserve this promotion. I deserve this raise. I've been working hard. I, I know that, you know, I've given so much to my company and and I deserve to move up the ladder. But taking yourself too seriously would be, you know, maybe make maybe being afraid to make mistakes, maybe having a fixed mindset is because you're so prideful, you're not willing to look stupid while you learn. You're not willing to learn how to how to say hello, you know, something in another language because you know you're going to sound silly. And that's what too much pride would be. Which I don't know if we suffer from because especially with stand up, I mean, uh, uh, it's it's just failure all the time. I mean, it really is. You're just failing until You're pretty comfortable with looking stupid. Pretty I'm pretty okay <laughs> looking dumb. But I will say I do have a lot of pride within within how I feel respected with stand up and that doesn't mean like if I bombed after a set, that means like if a show booker has me go to Long Beach for a show and then tells me I'm doing six minutes and won't let my girlfriend in for free. There's a lot of pride to be like, you know what? Go fuck yourself. And again, that is pr- that actually isn't too much pride. There there is self respect that's there, but but there 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 is this armament that we have that we feel like we're not being taken seriously enough. And what I realize a lot within my industry is that everyone's looking out for themselves. Everyone's trying to do the best themselves. So it's 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 it, 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 take the focus away from you if you're having too if you have like too much sense of self importance and just realize everyone's thinking about themselves. You know what I mean? Which is great for dating. You know, you're you're worried about getting shut down at a bar. You're worried about this. It's like everyone's just trying to get laid. Everyone's trying to be happy. Next one, ask the right questions. That's a way to overcome your pride. Ask the right questions. Be open-minded. Listen, don't talk. That's what was going wrong in Giannina's relationship. Her man cannot listen to save his life. He really can't. He, he responds directly from his ego every time there's a conflict. Every time he responds, like, like his, his pride's been bruised. And he just comes out swinging. He's not listening that, to or like processing any bigger picture or any reason why there might be conflict brewing. Yeah. 
I don't know, but that's that's you know you're it right. It prevents you from being self-reflective. It prevents you from growing. And it might and a lot of times it's just people are trying to, you know, he's he, again fighting for himself, not feeling like he's being respected. So if if you're in a relationship where you don't feel like you're being respected, you're probably going to just inflate your uh, pride's all you have at that point. So it's like, you know, in a in in a conversation, you have to be willing to respond with what the other person just said to you and find a way to say it. Okay, I understand you're feeling like you were rushed before that hike and that's why you didn't want to go with me versus what someone might say is, you know what? You don't want to come. Fuck you. See if I don't want to hang out with your friends. He don't got to shout. But that's an easy thing. But that's exactly what could have happened. Oh, you don't want to go on the hike? You don't want to go on the fucking hike? I believe that happened within our first month or two of dating. Yeah, that was your pride, though. That was your pride. You tried to get me to wear clothes I didn't want to wear. Aren't you so proud of us six years later for all of these things we've overcome? I'm proud you didn't kick me out of the place I now live in. You couldn't (laughs) kick me out of it anymore. But it's yeah, no, you're 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 right. I mean, it's 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 uh, like we talk about our flared limbics, and it's okay. We recognize it's like it's like the walls change. The walls are on fire. The walls are on fire. We recognize we're in a hostile situation. What's going to happen? Be careful. Are we going to say, go fuck yourself and then take six days to get back to what created? It's like at a job site. You don't, you don't know this because you don't work in blue collar, but job sites, they have a sign with a dry erase board or a chart and it says X and it's a blank days sign. Since days since our since last, last accident. accident. Yeah. <laughs> and it's always like 452 or like one. <laughs> and you would know when you get there if it's been one or 400. Everyone's got the hard hat on. The boss is walking by. Everyone's nervous. Well, yeah, someone just, you know, yeah, you, you broke a crane or something. There's always, you know, and in a relationship, it's like how long since your last incident? And I don't mean incident in like uh, minor limbics being flared. I mean, flip the, you know, Monopoly board over and say, you know what? Your mom, and you start getting, you know, talking about how, how your mom fucked you up or whatever. Um, which, by the way, my new my new uh, uh, weighted blanket joke is saying how we we have weighted blankets because our parents thought you know we we uh, didn't hug us enough. Didn't hug us enough. I think it's a brilliant premise. I think it's a brilliant premise. He's <laughs> saying that it went over well. If you want to hear the Mimosa Show, I'm going to post it this Friday on our Patreon. So if you want to listen to the full Mimosa Show, which by the way, I I know we had we had bounced around it before, but Tasha Tasha's friends come to the Mimosa Show, and it's the one chance for me to ask them very personal questions about their sex life, which I actually enjoy getting to do. I mean, I would ask strangers too. Like the, like Friday night I had a show and there's a bunch of like um, older people. There was like a bunch of six, there's a couple 60 year old couples there and I was talking to them about threesomes and swinging and this and that. It's fun. It's fun when you don't know. Like I would never, I would never in a million years talk to my mom about anything close to sexual. I mean, anything. And here I am talking to these people like, oh, you going skiing? What are you doing over there? Devil story some, you know, throwing out lingo. What's going skiing? Skiing's when a woman sits between two men or a guy. It's whenever you sit between two men and it's like the, the idea that you're jerking both of them off. And if you do, so yeah, you know, you clearly don't oh watch my stand up. Jeez. You don't even know my own jokes that I have, but it's like, yeah, it's like you're skiing. It's like whenever you have to sit in the middle seat, it's like you're going skiing. I'm, I'm doing the act out right now. If anyone's <laughs> watching not, the YouTube by the way, check out the YouTube. We got a three-camera setup happening right now. We are going full. I don't care if we have a guest or not. We're going five cameras right here. We got close-ups on Tasha. I'm doing the skiing Why'd motion. Why would you pick today for close-ups? Today is no makeup day. Well, if anyone wants to see what Tasha looks like without makeup on, I go over the to the YouTube. The, u- the lighting is fantastic. You might have to put a filter on this video. People don't know it's 10 o'clock at night. I mean, it looks like it looks like uh, we got the sunrise hitting us right now. But um, but yeah. So are, is it weird? Is it weird? Why did why are you did you just steal my tea? Yeah. What happened to your tea? I ran out. Jesus Christ. I drank it all. You drank all your tea. So do you do you have a are you okay with me talking to your friends about the sex they have in the audience? I think they can handle your interrogation. I think they can handle it. Because that was it. Sammy and Michael just they got back. They were stonewalling you. Do you think they were stonewalling Don't me? Don't you think? If they didn't really answer when you were asking if like the... What did you I ask about? like the ze- Zebra in the sheets. <laughs> Well, because I asked, I asked them if they they had just got That's back like from a, a trip to Africa, and I asked if that car that carnal uh, vibe of of traveling the Serengeti and watching hyenas hyenas crunch bones, if it helped out their sex life at all. And that, yeah, I didn't get much of an answer. Normally, I get like a thumbs up or something, but um, <laughs> I'm starting to think they didn't get laid over there in Africa. No, I'm sure they did. I'm sure they had a good time. They have an interesting. No, but they were in like a glamping tent. Yeah. So maybe it's thin walls. Maybe you're not. Re- there's a guard outside the door. It's not the walls. The- it's the shadows you're worried about. <laughs> I don't know if anyone saw uh, Jim Carrey in uh, what's it called when nature calls the um, pet detective. You know what I mean? Is that what it's called when nature calls pet detective? 
when he when he would uh no, I no, no. remember is guano oh, he oh, ate no. the bat poop or something yeah i might be wrong no 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 it was austin powers do you remember when austin powers was pulling things out of like a he was in a tent and like uh and, and the chick was bent over and he was like pulling out like things and it looked like he was pulling them out of her ass <laughs> classic shadow play classic <laughs> love a good shadow play anyway um so i guess there's nothing else to say about the mimosa show other than uh i'm happy everyone came and it was really fun we did all that what do you want to talk about i don't know what else is on the list i got think and grow rich oh well, Are you ready to talk about that it. sure uh, there's a book I want to say was written in 1937, which is amazing because there's so many new age books and we say new age in quotes. This book is almost a hundred years old. Again, if I'm wrong with the date, it's close. Napoleon Hill. And again, a lot of people, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not like saying like I dusted this off in the library and found this. This has 50 million copies sold, but Napoleon Hill has this book that he wrote. He was commissioned to find out how everyone grew their wealth. And, I feel like in today's world, you wouldn't label a book um, how to think and grow rich because rich it, rich has a weird sort of connotation. Like, yes, we all want to be rich, but I think if you apply it more to um, like sublime happiness. Like spiritually rich? Spiritually rich, but, I'll, but also, and by all means, monetarily rich. I think we have a problem with the creative world is like adjacent to the business world. So this book was written for the business world where like people that like run multi-level marketing companies and this is the book they read. Not to say it's that that's, you know, not to say that the book is a scam. It's just the principles are all about building wealth. But I think a lot of creative people and people that are trying to self-actualize bigger things don't think of the business side of it all. It's almost like a lot of creatives like you and I, we pretty much run our own business, but at the same time, like like you know, Channing, like love love him, right? He's always Channing and I are complete opposites with our spirituality. He would I've tried to get I tried to give him books before. He doesn't want to read. He doesn't that's fine. He's not he's kind of like he doesn't want to compromise what he does with comedy in like the business world. Like like as if the my my thought is you don't have to sacrifice what you do for the business world. You just have to like bring that you have to bring what you do to the business world well, i would say the idea of like starving artists as sort of like um a, a platform is false it's it's a false narrative you don't need to be starving to be an artist right yeah and it, like they like they used to say um no amount of um my hunger makes you uh well fed no amount of me being poor makes you rich like there's no problem like there's no need to live a life of sort of i mean it, it, the book tells you basically poverty is the easiest it's the lowest energy level and again not to say people that are in poor situa- situations you know deserve whatever it. deserve it of course not but it's the baseline for where we all begin ha- nothing is the bottom level in acquiring wealth and building your riches it's all about you know, putting together the six steps that it talks about in this book, which I just wanted to read to you the six steps. And I wanted to read it to the audience. If anyone's thinking about like, or if you just have an itch or um, this stagnant feeling, like you need to be doing more with your life or you just need to take it to the next level. I want to read. And I know Oz actually, uh, I think told me he actually started reading this book, but I Googled it. You can just Google the, the, the aspects of the book. If you want to, you know, uh, get to, get to know all the principles. I like to read them because it's always nice. That's a dude, Napoleon Hill. Yeah. 1937. Um, I like to Google, I like to read the book because I feel like you really absorb yourself. Like a lot of the principles are redundant. Like if I just said, like, I'm just going to say the six steps. It's, it's kind of like not as, it's not as deep as just like reading them over and over. And this book tells you once you've done all this, go back to chapter two. And I've already had to go back to, to separate chapters and reread it because like anything like yoga, like uh, meditation, they call it a practice. You don't just figure out how to do it and you're done. Good things, good skills in life are a practice. So anyway, um, this is a, this article is actually from Business Insider, but it, it kind of um, summarizes parts of the book. First, fix in your mind the exact amount of money you desire. It's not sufficient merely to say, I want plenty of money. Be, def- be definite as to the amount. There's a psychological reason for definiteness, which will be described in another chapter. So it's the idea that you just don't want to say, I want to be rich, but you say the amount you want and why. And you can have different, you can have different, amounts and, and be kind of like trying to self-emanate different things. You can have your goals for this year. You can have your goals for your TikTok. You can literally be like, I want my TikTok to have a million subscribers and then here's how it's going to get there. Number two, second, determine exactly what you intend to give in return for the money you desire. There's no such reality as something for nothing. And I like I like this one 
because it's not just the woo of I, I want I want to have a basset hound farm. Well, what are you going to do to get that basset hound farm? Are you going to start, you know, working? You know, what what is it you're going to do? So, like, can you think of things that would apply to your industry? Like, if you said you wanted to be a, a millionaire model, then it's like, okay, what 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 am I going to do to get to that level? You know, what are the in, in the more specific you are, like anything. And this is where this is where I think the model loses people, where they go, "Who are we? Who are we wishing to?" Well, it's the if it's the infinite energy that kind of. But it's changes not us. wishing at all. It's way more wishing in the secret. It, this sounds like a plan. You're right. This sounds like pinpointing. Okay, what steps can I take to get there? And maybe it's just baby steps today, with like um, a little bit of a idea of a roadmap, but it's still. It's it's laying the foundation for you. It, it's laying out your pathway. Yeah. And I've always said the secret is the coloring book of self-actualizing like uh, Wayne Dyer's The Power of Intention. There's a lot of books that have concrete, you know, um, either philosophical or even scientific reasons why you should do what you do. Because here's what we know, folks. I know I know we're I know I'm a comic. We're uh, you know, we're not the you know, we're not geniuses out here, but we live in a world both Tasha and myself and a lot of our friends where we've had to create and make choices and walk into the abyss and not know how the fuck to get out. I still pay my student loans to a business school, which is great. I know a little bit about business. That's cool. I Some of my best friends I met in college, I became who I am. I don't regret it at all. If Bernie wants to take over the rest of my student loans, so be it. Vote in the primaries, whatever. No big deal. NBD. Your vote counts. But... Um, but also, we've we've walked into the middle of nowhere. You quit your design school to pursue a life that gave you no guarantees. And a decade later, you, plus uh, 14 years, 85 years, you're 44. How old are you? Um, you're young. Three years later, you, um, you've been at it for a long time. And you've, you've made good money. You've traveled the world. You've done what you'd love. You've made good connections. You've learned a lot, a lot more than you probably are willing to even admit. You're, you're, you, know, you know so much about fashion and, model and all that shit and you've learned photography and how to tell a story. Because in the end, you're a creator and it's about telling a story. And that's not that's not something that just because you've become an expert at certain levels of that, I feel like sometimes you think you don't have a skill because you're like you become like an expert in certain ways of like of telling your story story that you don't realize that that's a skill. But you know what? Everyone needs storytellers and, and creatives in this life. And anyway, my point being that that you've self actualized and you've applied a lot of the the skills that are written down that you might not even know you've done. And the same for me. I, the the more I learn about stuff, the more I learn, the more I trust that I can figure it out. I just bought a fucking skateboard. Yeah, I almost got hit on the highway just earlier trying to cross the street. It's not a highway, but it was a fast street. Yeah, but I bought a skateboard and I'm actually figuring it out. And yeah, maybe someone in their mid 30s shouldn't learn skateboard, but also I I trust in the the circuitry in my head that I'm gonna figure out how to balance on a moving board and it's gonna be cool. And it's and it's literally it has challenged my brain to learn how to balance in a way I've never done before. And the same goes. I mean, you know, Anthony Bourdain before he killed himself became a black belt in some form of martial art in his 50s is when he started. So there's no there's no too late to do anything. You just gotta knock the rust off of those neurotransmitters and 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 and, and build the the highways in your brain the pathways to learn success and a lot of times it's our own sort of uh doubts and fears that are like it's external because it's societal pressure it's everything else society tells you an old dog can't learn new tricks yeah. and that's just not the case uh, we love i love P- patsy was going to be visiting this weekend one of my best friends and um her mom and she's built her own job her own career she's literally carved it out but not after a bunch of shitty jobs that she hated that she did good at because she put her touch on it but her mom i, I can't wait to interview her on the podcast because it's so funny when she tells it but her mom you know the week though the day after graduation okay patsy fun time's over <laughs> like the second after and i was like damn i mean I, my mom never probably cared enough i mean my mom loves me but she was never like all right dave fun time's over she was able to just let me go do my thing and know that i'll i'll figure a way to make my to eat but for patsy her parent her mom didn't know how to do that and her mom's a great lady she's just nice small town lady but for her to be like oh no no fun's over it's like no patsy she need the fun is what patsy creates that's that's what her value is her value is 
putting is is bringing the joy out in others and, and in the situation. Yet if if she was to really spend her life listening to what others thought, she'd be working in some cubicle somewhere. You know, For, Nikki listens to the podcast. Nikki listens to the podcast. She's always been political. She's always um, uh, had like a sharp a friend from college. She's always had a sharp sort of point of view on things. Finally runs for office. Wins this year. Wins office. Now she's going to town council meetings and wearing a pantsuit. She's got like Elizabeth Warren energy. You know what I mean? That's her. That that was her highway. That that uh, you know other people and, and and also and maybe it'll lead to political punditry or whatever it is. Whatever it is, you. It's not up to you to know where the destination is. It's just up to you to start going in any direction that makes you feel good or happy or whatever. So. Uh, so when you talk about uh, the second uh, rule, which was determine exactly what you intend to give in return for the money you desire, what is it? What is it you want to do and become an expert in? Because all all we have is knowledge. So like a very funny comic that makes millions of dollars on the road, he's got the knowledge or sh- she has the knowledge on how to make people laugh, how to be a great storyteller. Maybe 378 episodes of this podcast haven't reached critical mass because I'm learning the knowledge of podcasting. I'm doing, you know what I mean? It's those hours, baby. But what I'm not doing is is sitting at home, not, you know, not ready to press the red button because I'm not perfect at it. Yeah. Because you're hung up or you're afraid of failure. Third, establish a definite date when you intend to possess the money you desire. Interesting. Well, yeah, because you got to put yourself on a timeline. And part of that is desire. You have to say, I, I'm getting, and that's, you know, for Nikki, I'm sure, I'm sure by knowing she committed to a political race, that for her was the deadline to say, I'm either well, going to make like it or not. Well, it's like signing up for a marathon. Exactly. You sign up for a marathon, you better start training. Exactly. Otherwise, you're going to be in a really hurting situation. We got an event coming up that needs me shirtless. <laughs> Your boy's not going to be in those wafers, Rainer. You got me those chocolate, <laughs> those uh, almond spread wafers. We're gonna wa- ration our wafers. We, I, we already ate a lot of them, but I'm um, just telling you, we're gonna have to take a little bit of a timeout on that one because um, I've got a definite amount of abs I want to have shown, and they are hiding a mick amongst the um, the gut. Anyway, fourth, create a definite plan for carrying out your desire and begin at once, whether you are ready or not to put this plan into action. Very interesting. This man, this man who wrote this book, wasn't messing around he spent years they paid him a lot of money at the time to write this so he wasn't in a rush i think it was dale carnegie who paid him to write this either way it was someone had a lot of money and they said figure out how to do this he wasn't in a rush and he made sure to say that you need to create a definite plan for carrying out your desire and begin at once whether you are ready or not to put the plan into action and that's the idea the best time to invest is 20 years ago the second best time is today the best time to leap in the net will appear would have been any time in the past but the the next worst time is putting it off till tomorrow well and if you think about just like we learned in the perfection detox like paralysis perfection paralysis is a real thing and sometimes people will spend years like how many times have i said i should start a blog and i just haven't done it because it's difficult because i don't think i'm a good writer because learning how to use uh Whatever the, not Squarespace, but whatever the. What's the date today? I don't, babe, you know we're where, not you know going to get into this? it. You know I'm going with okay? this? Okay. I'm just saying, like, it's it's a real thing, perfection, paralysis, and just jumping in, getting started, whether or not you feel ready is a big part of just starting at all. So you mean to tell me the reason you haven't written my Valentine's Day card, we're talking nine days later, is because you don't feel like you're a good writer. Yeah. And you know what? But you know what the crazy thing is? I melt when I read whatever you write. Melt. It's amazing to me. You've given me so little in the in the uh, written word <laughs> that I got to live by. All my text messages don't count. The first Valentine's Day card you gave. No, your text messages are emojis. <laughs> they don't count. You just send me a kissy face. The first Valentine's Day, you said something like, uh, you called me a sexy bitch. In the card, you said you called me a sexy bitch. By the way, can you hit, can you hit that button over there? Yeah. Just one more time. You, yeah. So I understand if that you think that writing is not your forte. I don't have a degree in writing. I don't have a degree in creative arts. No one taught me how to write a joke. It's about doing it the right or the wrong way. Just doing it until... I mean, I, you know, I showed up to the same open mic five days in a row. For anyone who knows Los Angeles, I went from Santa Monica to Burbank. No, to North Hollywood five days in a row 
got to the door and said, you know what? I don't think these jokes are ready. And I didn't do them. And I, that's you getting to the foot of the ledge and saying, man, I'm not ready for it. And the way you build the myelin, which is the enzyme that hardens around the, you know, the doingness of your brain, the highway that says how to get from A to B, that's the myelin, this sheath that, that, that makes you faster and stronger. You got it a little wrong, but it's okay. What did I, what did I get wrong? Myelin is like a covering for nerve endings. Yeah, but it's the nerve endings that, that, that say, I know how to do this. If you're playing table tennis, it's the backhand. It's, it's, it's the mm. quickness and the ability to make a maneuver. It's, it's when you're playing... Neurological the, pathways. Yeah, but the myelin, the point, the point of the talent code, the book, the talent code, is that the the pathways are strengthened. So when you want to learn how to play hot cross bones, hot cross do you learn hot cross bone, hot cross, and then by the by, you know, two minutes later, you're like scab bam boom, scab bam boom, that's how you learn jazz. You play the scale, you learn the scale, wax on, wax off. It's all the same. Wax on, wax off. You're learning your muscle memory. You're teaching your body how to do something. And that's what writing is. You're, when you journal as a writer, you're teaching your body how to put its physicality through what your thoughts are. And you take it for granted, but like that's not easy to do. So I, I appreciate any writing that you give, honey. The bar is not set high. Write the dang <laughs> card. Write the dang card. Um, what so what so that was level four and yeah so if you're ready or not guys you got to get it going Sophia I know you're in that boat you talk you know I know that you respond to the Patreon in a way because you're in that boat I don't know what your boat is Sophia I really don't we're here to help you but whatever it is you want to do you there's nothing stopping you you create that Wix you learn how to you you know you you create the website you you bring yourself to the marketplace. You you get the right books to read up on what you want to do. You just got to become an expert. You need to start knowing. And again, I'm not putting Sophia on the spot. I'm just using you as an example. Um, that like uh, you, you seem to resonate with a lot of what I preach. And by what I preach, I'm just recycling this shit. Read number five, please, so I can uh, adjust this camera. Fifth, write out a clear, concise statement of the amount of money you would intend to acquire name the time limit for its acquisition state what you intend to give in return for the money and describe clearly the plan in which you intend to accumulate it well isn't that what he just said already write it out i guess step five is write it out so it's so it's about it's about taking your plan and making your thesis statement out of it and i think the idea is is that step you're supposed to do every night and that's what step six is. Read your written statement aloud twice daily, once just before retiring at night and once after arising in the morning. And then in all caps, he wrote, as you read, see and feel and believe yourself already in possession of the money. You know, I mean, my mom used to tell me to visualize getting a base hit. I mean, it's crazy. And then you see, you'll see swimmers in the Olympics. I mean, they're just sitting there visualizing. Because when you, when you do something like like swimming the freestyle in the Olympics, you're doing the most basic thing in the world. Like there aren't many variables, right? You just you just got to go and keep it in your lane and it, so that the mind is needs to be so strong that it knows exactly what it wants to do. And in any sport, or even in, in stand-up comedy, you know what I mean? Like I, I know if I'm going to a show, I, I try my best to give myself 20 minutes of good music. I'm not kidding. You haven't seen me, Tasha, because you you won't you would freak the fuck out if you were passenger seat. I'm talking clapping my hands, jump. You know, I'm talking rearranging my soul to go from wherever I was to being able to get on stage. You're like Tom Cruise on Oprah. Yeah, I'm on the couch. I'm in love. You know, they say you're supposed to do that before a job interview, an audition, whatever. Like, get big, take up space. The haka. You know, you're just doing it. Take up space. Like you're gonna scare away a bear, absolutely, and that's what you need to do. It's almost like after sex, I man. If you if you had good sex, just start thinking about all you want out of this world because you're you're carving up. It's almost like uh, in yoga, you you know you do your vinyasa, you build up this hot internal energy. Well, the idea with self actualizing and, and believing in all these steps and visualizing it is to build your frequency to that level that is so strong that the world this playground we surround ourselves in actually believes it so you need to get rid of self-doubt and a lot of times Tasha, we talk about this they talk- you, you you get you get a little worried you get a little you get a little realistic with me because i because not to say you want plan b's you just want reassurances but i'm telling you we need to double down on what we do 
the stories we share, the world we travel in. We need to double down on that because that's worth more than any a small amount of um, you know, money we can put together. They say that no matter what you think or believe, the world conspires to make it happen. So you can either think negative thoughts, destructive thoughts, thoughts of doom, you know, thoughts of failure, plan B, or you can think positive thoughts, thoughts of success, thoughts of um, money, thoughts of plan A working. And it can be hard to turn it around. I mean, you guys see these incels, right? They're just years of rejection. So, so bad, you know, or guys that have like a real toxic vibe about women. They're just... You're, but it it's a, a self-fulfilling prophecy, Jinx. Jinx. Owe me a Coke. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So what world do you guys want to live in, folks? I already know you're subscribed to the podcast. If you haven't, hit the subscribe button, rate and review, share with a friend. But we are really committed as we, as we preach this from a studio apartment in our kitchen. I think we are committed to living that life where we share that. You know, the um, Wayne Dyer's book, you know, the late, great Wayne Dyer, he would talk about the ahs and the ohms. When you, when you meditate and you say, ah, that's the sound of gratitude. That's God, Allah, Buddha, Yahweh, whatever ah. There's other ah. You in a hot tub? You don't go, man. You go, ah. So when you meditate with the ah meditation, you're creating, you're harvesting that energy, that actual frequency within you that says, like, I, I, I do deserve it all. I used to always go to, I used to go to the gym in, in Rhode Island when I was, I was unemployed, got fired, and I was trying to get into, I was trying to get into acting, right? And uh, I would sit in this hot tub and just meditate. And then I'd go into the steam room and the sauna, and it was all old men and me. And, um, you know, it was midday, it was two in the afternoon, who's in a hot tub. And, um, and don't get me wrong, I was working hard also, but I was getting my mind right. I was really like practicing that. I got away from that for a long time. I, I developed a lot of bad habits within the stand-up comedy world. Well, you need to work your time up. You need to do this. You need to do that. And in this book, in, in a lot of successful people preach, you know what? Uh, Randy Posh, you know, from the last lecture, also um, who passed away from pancreatic cancer, Randy Posh says, the brick wall isn't meant to keep you out. It's meant to show you how bad you want something. So the line necessarily isn't for you. And I'm, I'm not saying cut the line and shortcut, but do what you have to do to, to, to get to the, to the playing ground that you want to be on. Yeah. And just because someone else's roadmap worked for them doesn't mean that that's the only way. Right. Right. And, and you can look at, you can look at people that have made it work and like, like this book does, Napoleon Hill does. You can look at uh, people that have made it work and kind of see what, what, what they, they possessed. And actually the number one thing that he talks about that people possessed was desire. So if, if you don't desire what it is you're doing, honestly, you better get out. You better get out or you better use that money that you're making if you're doing something big and you better get a game plan for, for when, I mean, think about... But sometimes it's hard to figure out what it is you desire. One of sometimes the best hard. blessings I have is that I didn't have to choose between a high-powered job and stand-up comedy. I mean, I really fell into this with nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. And I don't know what decisions I would have made. I don't know what decisions I would have made if I wanted to start this with a family. You know, there's all these other things. About, but, but what I do want when we have kids is to show them that you can build a life worth living by becoming an expert in something you love. All those cliches are true. There are days like I'm excited for tomorrow morning. I, I'm like, I'm like, ex I know it's late tonight. We still have to make some fucking food. I'm so um, hungry. It's 10 o'clock at night. And I'm so I, hungry. And here I am talking about shit. And she's like, I need some dinner. <laughs> We've had a long day, folks. I'm excited to wake up tomorrow. I'm excited to do the dishes, make some food, go to, go to my side gig because I know at it, I'll be editing some stand-up that I did over the weekend that I'm proud of. It doesn't always pay the bills right away, but it's equity. And equity is a weird thing. Sure, you're, you can't pay your rent on equity. Like, hey, I had a good set. This bit's going to be worth something someday. Your, your landlord's going to be like, yeah, you got to go. <laughs> what are you doing? But there is something to be said for like, I mean, I know, I know I've, I've been insecure in the past, in, you know, in, in the current, where I've been like, do you even believe in me? But, you know, and then I, I remember you've told me like, hey, I'm still here. <laughs> you know, you doubt me because I think you, you get like an anxiety because you don't control me or my career. And I think that freaks you out, which I'm not 
saying is always the case, but I think that's true. I think I think you know where you can go with your life, but you're like, what the fuck, Dave? What are you doing? What's going on? Uh, because if I don't feel like I'm 100% secure or if I'm having self-doubt or having rough days, how are you supposed to believe that I'm going to be okay? But I hope that you see like the Mimosa show in the podcast and see that people come out and support it and realize while it might be a small sample size, even the $100 or the $20 the twenty that my Bachelor Recap video got, I'm proud of that way more. I don't show you the checks for my side job. Look what they paid me. Minimum wage to this. Isn't that crazy? I go, I go, that video where I just shat on and made fun of uh, Peter that I made on a Monday night at midnight made $20. That to me cracks me up because it's a, it's a proof of concept. And right now, you know that I auditioned for that e-project, never heard back. And I'm like, fuck it. I bought a green screen. It's going to take up a whole half of the wall and I'm going to make it myself. Fuck it. Just like the guy said when the shit went down, we'll do it live. We'll fucking go for it. When all else fails, do it live. Just figure it the fuck out. That's all I got. <laughs> I like it. This was fun. This was good for me. I don't know about you. Was this good for you? <laughs> sure, babe. <laughs> you got a lot of jewelry to support. You got the Harry Potter jewelry I got yeah, you right there. My Boy, uh, the la- uh, last call for everyone to go check out the... Uh, the YouTube. We got a YouTube with the three camera setup of this episode right now. So if you liked what you heard here, go to the YouTube and see the clips. We've got uh, all the episode. We got uh, we put some clips together of our episode with Cora Boyd and all and in all of our other recent past episodes. So uh, we're stepping up the quality. We're creating the show that we want um, to make, and um, we ain't taking no prisoners. So we appreciate you guys so much. Again, patreoncom app p a t r e o n dot com slash t h e s a p. If you want to hear. The live mimosas show. I tell you what, there's something about stand up. You might have watched stand up on Netflix. Some a lot of people have never been to a live show. Listening to stand up comedy is the best way to do it. Not being there, but listening. And you know what? You know what? Actually, um, one of the comics that was on the show pulled me aside during the show, and he goes, "You know what, Dave? It's really cool when you were talking to the audience to find out how far everyone came from. Because you remember we had Colorado, Alabama, Virginia." Um, obviously Los Angeles, New England, Austria. We only had 20, like 18 people in that room and it's cool that we can all get together. I'm doing my joke about penises and Rainer understands it. Like it was cool to hear from him afterwards what bits he got and didn't. He didn't get the long, the long Beach bit. You know, he didn't get like the colloquial traffic bit, which of course, why would he? Mm-hmm. I mean, imagine going to Austria and, and imagine being in Vienna and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, the uh, schrutzel's next door. <laughs> <laughs> but those schrutzel's, no. <laughs> like, I don't know what the schrutzel's are, but I want to eat them now. What do you, oh, need, what yeah, do you yeah, need to yeah. promote? Let's get out of here. I don't have anything to promote, but if you want to come check out my Instagram or TikTok, I'm feeling a little unloved online. Oh, I feel unloved? I'm just like, what's the point? <laughs> So you should just throw, well your your instagram's going well eh. people should check out your youtube we just started to put together some videos for tasha on her youtube some shoots that she's done with some other people that's another thing i gotta do tomorrow is get the maddie one up but um i've, I've been following tasha as she does some uh, uh print shoots and um you, you know me i've always said you limit yourself to print like you can control you know what a, what a good image looks like but i think you're better your better dimension is video uh as uh as a fiance should feel and um so we started kind of vlogging a little bit and, and showing some of that so everyone uh, go check out tasha courtney since i got a hold of your youtube it's gained 50 percent of um subscribers which isn't much <laughs> i mean you had 50 now you're at 75 so that's the math folks i think you'll grow and pass me very quickly but that's fine i'd be happy for that there's no competition here I, I don't think I'm going to go and pass you quickly, but... Um. You might. Well, you're very clickable. I get to look at the Q, the, the CTR, the click-through rate. You're, there's a reason when I make these clips, I put your face on them. There's a reason. People want to see women, and then hopefully they stick around for... Uh, for your jokes? For my meandering. Strudels. <laughs> my Vienna strudels. Oh, the Vienna sausage down the road was not good. You sound like uh, one of the characters from Strek. Sh- Shrek. Strek. Shrek. 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 Oh, not, the, not, my, not my gingerbread muffins. No, wait, wait, wait. not the corn top muffins. What, what does he say when he gets eaten? Gingerbread buttons, G- yeah, not, not the ginger, Not the gingerbread buttons. <laughs> no, the gumdrop buttons. Oh. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> Ruined it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone's listening. It's the gumdrop. <laughs> oh, not my gumdrop buttons. What, is he being eaten by someone? What a horrible... 
idea that was. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, we like Shrek. Um, so thank you guys so much. Sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. If you've listened to us for over five episodes and you haven't written in yet, um, getting pretty antsy. We're waiting for you there, Rebecca. What do you do? There's got to be a Rebecca out there, right? Come on, Shannon. Jonathan, where are you, Michael? Get to us. Let us know what's going on with your life. We want to hear from you. It's important that we're not just talking into the abyss. We appreciate that you've been a, a nice voyeur listening to our lives, but uh, we'd like to hear about you guys. Uh, thank you so much to everyone who's been a consistent supporter, like Jamie Lynn and Oz and all these people, Sophia. Um, I mean, I, I know I'm just shouting out the same names of Rainer, and uh, <laughs> we appreciate you guys so much. Kyle, you've, um, uh, Jason, these guys have just been amazing, and they've been an amazing support system, and all the people that just like the Instagram and just, just stay with it. We appreciate it. Every little bit makes it really does make us feel um feel loved so we appreciate that we're uh, resonating with you guys and let's think and grow rich together uh everyone have a great week and we'll see you next time bye guys bye the S-A-P-B-A.